You're listening to Crypto at the Ferrum Roundtable, made for the people who want to make the most out of their crypto journey with the mission of breaking down barriers to mass adoption of blockchain technology. This podcast is brought to you by the folks at Ferrum Network. All information in this podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided in this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other advice. Hey everyone, Joe Robinson here with Ferrum Network on YouTube. Today I'm joined by Nick Odio, our EVP of Partnerships to talk about our recent $20,000 purchase of DOT, Polkadot's token. Um, and before jumping into the strategy of why we bought that token, I was hoping Nick could give us some context on the DOT-SAMA ecosystem. That's the, both the Polkadot and Kusama uh, ecosystems that Ferrum is going to be building on. How are you doing today, Nick? Doing good, Joe. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you. Pleasure as always. Thanks for joining. Um, he's called calling yeah. from Argentina. Uh, Correct. Yes. So, so yeah. what's the deal? What, why? Why? What is Kusama? What's Polkadot? Why is Ferrum joining? Yeah, for sure. So this initiative uh, is is really exciting. But I think in order for us to really understand, you know, why we went ahead and started accumulating dot it's it's important to kind of understand the nuances of the dot summit ecosystem um for many of us in web3 you know polka dot is a, a a fairly um foreign uh ecosystem just because so many people are used to operating within like evm compatible frameworks metamask and and you know networks that are compatible with with that and there's all these other ecosystems out there that are doing great things and and Polkadot is one of them. Um, Polkadot and Kusama. So like you mentioned, the Dotsama ecosystem. So um, I think before we can like effectively understand the strategy behind the initiative, it's important to understand some of those nuances. Uh, so Gavin Wood, who's the founder of, uh, of Polkadot, um, he took a, a pretty innovative approach uh, something that he called his bet against blockchain maximalism. Um, and when he kind of started this bet against blockchain maximalism, um, he created this blockchain of blockchains, right? So it's what's called a layer zero. So it's a, it's a framework using substrate, uh, which underlying language is Rust. Using the substrate framework, you're able to build these layer ones on top of Polkadot. So you're able to build um, use case specific blockchains within the, the Polkadot framework and Kusama. So Kusama is kind of a sister chain, which acts as a sort of monetized testnet. So it's a place where people build really fast, they break things and they, you know, they, um, it's it's a an environment in which uh, builders can test before things kind of move over to the more enterprise grade um, network of of Polkadot. Um, so some of these innovations, as it pertains to this layer zero, uh, as it pertains to Polkadot and Kusama, are something called parachains, um, something called parachain auctions. Uh, and in something called um, crowd loans. Um, so Parachain is essentially that layer one that's built on top of Polkadot. 
so it's a use case specific blockchain, which is what Ferrum is looking to build is a parachain. Uh, we're looking to secure one of these parachain slots. And the way that you secure a parachain slot is through something called a uh, parachain auction, which is essentially, uh, you know, there's because there's a limited amount of parachain slots, there needs to be a way to ensure that, you know, only the best, uh, most promising projects are granted, uh, you know, a slot within this ecosystem, right? Um, granted the ability to build one of these um, layer ones. Um, and so <clears throat> uh, that's done through an auction where people contribute dot in the in polka dot and ksm and kusama both have their own respective um parachain auctions uh depending on where you want to build and uh those dot and ksm tokens are loaned right so they're not actually used to buy um a slot they're they're loaned and then who at whichever network or whichever um, you know, uh, aspiring network uh, was able to lock up the most DOT or KSM. Um, they're the ones who qualify um, for this, this parachain slot, right? So it's a competition between folks competing to get this parachain slot and the winners of the auction, the, the ones who are able to lock up the most DOT or KSM are uh, the ones who are able to secure that slot. And then that slot is leased over a period of time. Um, and then when the lease is up, you have to, you know, do another auction. Um, so this kind of helps solve some of the uh, the elements of the blockchain trilemma, which are, you know, security, scalability, and decentralization. Um, from the scalability standpoint, this really helps ensure that, you know, there's not a congested network effect where, like, um, there's too many people, too many projects building uh, in this layer zero framework or environment. So, so this is kind of a um, way of, of making sure there's the right amount of projects um, on, on. Yeah. The yeah. And that the ones that are building there are actually adding value, right? So the, the crowd loan is the way to kind of like make sure that, well, the auction, I should say, is the way to make sure that um, only the, the best projects are getting through. And then, so what's a crowd loan? So a crowd loan, they do, um, the, the, uh, it's a way to bootstrap your uh, your your network essentially so your community can uh, loan their dot or their ksm to the network in order for for the project to have better chances of winning the auction and oftentimes when a crowd loan happens what's uh, the, there's what the incentive is for the user the community member to lock up their dot or ksm is that they'll receive tokens from the project who they're supporting in exchange. So they're loaning their dot, which they eventually get back at the end of the lease, by the way, you know, the, the project gets their dot back. So it's not like they're paying the project for tokens. They're loaning the dot um, to the locking it up, essentially removing it from circulation. And, um, and, and, and then they get their dot back at the end of the lease, but they get tokens from the project who they're supporting, and those tokens aren't loaned. Those tokens are theirs forever. So what's, what is the strategy behind Ferrum buying dot in order to, I mean, I get it. We're buying dot. There's a strategy to secure a parachain, but can you get into the details of, of how, what Ferrum's strategy is? Yeah, so I think it's important to understand the distinction between like Ferrum and other projects who are building 
within Polkadot or .som ecosystem uh, from the onset of their existence, right? Ferrum's already a project. We've been a project for a few years, meaning many of our tokens, our FRM tokens are already in circulation. Um, a smaller percentage of the FRMX tokens are in circulation. So we're looking to secure uh, the FRMX network on Kusama and the Ferrum network on Polkadot. So this is similar to the relationship that Moon River and Moonbeam have, Moon River on Kusama, Moonbeam on Polkadot, Shiden on Kusama, its sister network, a star on Polkadot, same thing with Karura um, on, uh, on Kusama and its sister network, Akala on um, Polkadot. So we're having that same kind of like approach where we've got, we're gonna have two networks essentially, and we're gonna be shooting for two different parachain slots, one on Kusama and for, for the po uh, for the FaramX network and one on Polkadot for the Faram network. Um, and so given the tokenomic structure that we have currently with Faram and FaramX, there's a different set of challenges and a different set of opportunities for each one. Ferramex, there's only about 13% of the supply circulating. With Ferrum, there's over 50% of the supply circulating, which means that like, if we wanted to do a crowd loan, it would be really difficult to do that for Ferrum because so much of the token is already circulating. It doesn't leave as much uh, as as many tokens to our treasury to utilize for things like you know developer support programs, ecosystem growth strategies. Um, you know, grant initiatives, uh, ambassador programs, you know, all of those things are like, uh, there's there's less tokens available for us to use for that because we're a legacy project because we've ex because over half of the circulating supply, over half of the supply is circulating. However, with Faramex, we took a much different approach. Faramex was mainly a rewards token and a governance token prior to this kind of pivot towards the Faramex network. Um, so Faramex only has 13% of the supply, meaning we can actually do a pretty substantial crowd loan and uh, be able to um, still have a lot of tokens left over for all those initiatives that I had mentioned to help grow the ecosystem and attract builders to the network. Um, so that's why we're planning on doing a crowd loan with uh, Faramex network. We'll still probably do a crowd loan for the Faram network, but we need to have a more of a supplemental approach because we can't give as much of the supply up to the um, for the crowd loan for Ferrum network as we could for Ferrumx network. Typically, projects reserve about ten to twenty percent, which will be of the of the total total token supply for a crowd loan, which we'll be able to do for Ferrumx network. But for Ferrum network, we don't have it's uh, as much you know uh, of a buffer there. Um, so we had to get creative, but what's the difference? And like, what do I mean by like playing to our strengths or like, what are the, you know, what are the challenges and what are some of the advantages that a project like Ferm has? Well, many of the projects that are launching within the Dotsama ecosystem now is Genesis projects. They don't have, they're pre-revenue, right? They, they don't have any like streams of revenue that they've been able to generate, no products that are generating revenue for them. Um, you know, there's no treasury of stable coins that they, that they have that they can deploy. Um, and, and Genesis and, and, just for those of you who don't know, are, are basically brand new projects. You know, they're just getting started. Um, they've been around for maybe a few months, maybe a little bit longer than that, um, or they've been in development. Now they're actually starting to, to make some moves. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I, it, you know, I don't know if that's like the actual term that is a widespread term, but it's what I use to kind of describe like new projects within Polkadot and, you know, one's kind of migrating over. And what we're doing is somewhat unprecedented, right? Like not many projects have made the switch over to the .som ecosystem, which I think is a, an excellent testament to the work that they're doing and, you know, their ability to attract developers through the substrate framework and just it's, you know, the various palettes and just the customizability and the, you know, top-notch governance that, that this ecosystem uh, deploys uh, is, uh, you know, some of the key factors in attracting folks like Ferrum to want to start building over there and secure these parachain slots. So, yeah, it's a little bit a different approach that, you know, and most projects have the luxury or to take. And, you know, we have our own luxuries, meaning like we're going to be able to use a lot of this revenue that we generate to start stacking and accumulating dot, which is where the we bought dot initiative comes in. Right. Because we're going to need to take a supplemental approach to ensure that we can secure one of these parachains. We've started the process of accumulating dot so that by the time the auction actually happens, we can actually, um, uh, contribute m most of the dot ourselves, uh, which would mean less inflation for the FRM token. Um, you know, one of the best things about the the crowd loan is is that it helps you establish a community. Well, Ferrum's already got a really strong community, and obviously, we want that community to grow. But like, you know, that's one of the things. Like, one of the biggest, um, you know, value propositions of a crowd loan is that it helps you establish your community. So. Well, we've got we've got a community. We've also got uh, you know assets that we can deploy to uh, secure more dot and um, you know ensure that we can secure one of these parachains. So over the next uh, you know few months here, we'll be securing well into six figures of of dot um, to ensure that you know we're able to um, supplement whatever sort of crowd loan we are able to um, whatever sort of you know. The, the amount of tokens that we are able to allocate to a crowd loan, which will probably be a smaller percentage of the total supply than we will be allocating for the Paramax network. So that's the strategy. Behind. I'm learning this for the first time. I didn't realize we we're going to be buying that much DOT. That's really exciting. It just shows how committed Ferrum is to developing its main net. And it's, and Fer and correct me if I'm wrong, but Ferrum X network is basically like our test net to the main net. Just like you've been saying, like the, the Kusama network is like kind of like the test net for the polka dot ecosystem. Is that correct? Yeah. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of really exciting things that will kind of differentiate Faramex network from Ferrum network um, and some ways that we're going to be able to incentivize uh, builders on the network um, so that we can, you know, one of one of Gavin's Gavin Wood, the founder of Polkadot, one of his, you know, I think probably one of his biggest frustrations was that there wasn't enough, like, building happening on Kusama. He wanted there to be more, uh, like, kind of more risks being taken. Um, and uh, so that's ultimately the way that you're able to find out, like, what is able to be deployed on the more um, enterprise-grade solution, like Polkadot, right? Um, figure out what works and what doesn't, you know, build fast, break things, take risks on the Kusama network and whatever works, move that over to uh, Polkadot. Um, so we want to help um, kind of 
realize that vision that he had for Kusama. And we've got some pretty creative ways that we'll be discussing in the coming weeks and months about how we're uh, going to encourage some more building to take place on on the Faramex network. And hopefully from that, some really good ideas are spun up and you know some really solid ones that we'll be able to replicate in the Polkadot ecosystem as we kind of push them to that more production ready environment. Very cool. Um, if you're watching this and you're wondering why we bought Polkadot, I think, why we bought Dot, excuse me. Um, I think this, Nick does a great job of explaining this. If some of this is a little too dense for some viewers because you're new to crypto, we're going to be breaking down a lot of these terms in Ferrum Academy. So check up, check out our YouTube. Uh, terms like parachains, crowd loans, all that kind of stuff will be covered in our Ferrum Academy channel on our youtube channel so please check that out and if you haven't subscribed to our youtube channel please do for the latest on ferrum on our partnerships the latest in crypto and blockchain um nick thanks so much for explaining this this really exciting initiative um and i look forward to talking more about this as we continue to buy dot and continue to build out our mainnet and testnet um known as ferromex network and our mainnet so uh is, is that correct I, sometimes i feel like i'm yeah, yeah, Ferromex Network and, and Ferrum Network. <laughs> yeah, and Ferrum Network, right. Well, th th yeah. thanks, thanks, Nick, and uh, thanks for taking the time. Absolutely, Joe. Thanks for having me, man. Ferrum Network is a pioneer in ushering in the era of interoperability 2.0. Ferrum Network's mainnet nodes and related infrastructure will bring value, data, and functional interoperability to every chain in the industry. Ferrum also specializes as a multi-chain blockchain as a service DeFi company, adding deflationary mechanisms, token utility, and advisory services to projects across the crypto space. 